Here's the question. How do you make the impossible possible? Simple. Remove the I am, the ego. Now, how do you step into that newfound possibility? With a series of small intentional steps. Never forget, the greatest among us started from humble beginnings. But to truly unlock your potential, realize you're here for something greater. If you're yearning for more than just a good life, let's take that small step together to reach greatness. Welcome to the Greatness from Small Beginnings podcast, where we're talking to those who have gone from mediocrity to motivated, overlooked to overachieving, forgettable to unforgettable. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, this is the Greatness from Small Beginnings podcast, and we're going to be talking about goal setting. Tis the season, right? So, so many people are out there talking about online about the different things we should be paying attention to as we look forward at 2024. Now, a lot of us have been warned, don't set, what are they called? The micro goals, the New Year's resolutions, don't go do that because likely by the middle of February, we're done anyway with, with uh, succeeding and then we're, we're just going to fail. But I don't necessarily agree with the concept of throwing it out, but here's what's going on out there in regards to some of the, the influencers, the people that I get in my email thread. And there's more than just this, but here's, here's ones that I've been watching. John Maxwell, personalized action plan. And he says, number one, reflect, acknowledge your wins, challenges, and the valuable lessons in 2023. I think that's really good. Spend a few minutes writing those things down. Assess, evaluate your growth, identify areas of improvement and recognize your strength. It's important to be positive. That's true. I think it's also good to look at things we haven't done so well at or, or in essence, what, how we have not lived up to the promises we made ourselves, even in the small ways. So we'll get into that in a minute and how we can break those down and make those a little easier to deal with. And then he says, plan, set intentional goals for 2024 based on your reflections. Basically, in doing so, create a roadmap. The problem with goals is it creates the, the destination and not so much a roadmap, but I'll get into something that I use for myself and for those around my company that helps create a plan. It's not anything fantastic and amazing. Most of you already heard it, just a tool to make things more specific as we dig into to goals. Another person, uh, Tamara Lowe, she's a Christian influencer that, that helps entrepreneurs. And she says, which I really like, write down 20 things you want to accomplish in 2024. That's a, it's a good practice. Just what is it? And the word want, I don't love it. And yet, if you don't ever write down what you want, you certainly aren't going to get it. It's kind of like, not getting what you don't ask for. If you do want something, whether it's a motivation of the heart, God gave you the motivation, uh, whether you feel like you're on this earth as a purpose to do it, whatever it is, what do you want in 2024? And then she says, circle the one thing that you want to accomplish is what, she, is what the, the statement says. But I think it's important to say need to accomplish and uh, want slash need because you need to want it. And then if you need it, then there's more motivation behind it. So that's how I would tweak that statement. 
uh, Grant Cardone. Oh man, get into real estate. I'll show you how. Buy a webinar course. Get in my get in my room. Uh, come see me. Borrow money from me from Cardone uh, Investments or whatever the name of it is. And he's just going nuts out there, just just laying it out for people that the best way to riches, fulfillment, fullness in your life is is his way. And then there's a guy that works with him named Pete Vargas. He's the one that's kind of uh, championing the Cardone, the 10X stuff right now, because Cardone is kind of looking towards real estate. Now, those are all ways we can go in, take these webinars, seminars, go live, and then they help you build the scenarios, the things you're supposed to do in the next week, month, year, you know, quarter, whatever it is, and how you go about it. And they're not all bad. It's just, boy, you better be ready. You better strap in and be ready because they're going to they're gonna send you on a ride. And it isn't all bad, but you have to be committed to it. Otherwise, it's a waste. It's a waste of time and money. Another one, one that I've loved over the years is Zig Ziglar. That organization is still out there. His son, Tom, puts out emails every day. And I usually get those. The one that came yesterday was in regards to 2024. Be, do, and have more. Now, he did often say that in his speeches, his motivational speeches is be, do, and have more. And then what the rest of what he says in that email says, that phrase is pretty catchy, catchy, isn't it? Here's the secret to that phrase. Focus on the be. Who will you become? Who will you become in 2024? What values and virtues will you grow in yourself? Focus on being. And the doing and having will flow. It'll come to you. I tend to agree with that more than most of these others. There's a guy I just signed up for because I'm learning some things from him, Perry Marshall. He says, don't give, ever give up on your personal brain dump time. He calls it Renaissance time. Uh, and I found it fairly effective. I write down the date. I write down the goals that I am currently working on. I write down some of my gratitudes, things I'm thankful for in that moment as I'm sitting there that just come to the top of my mind at least four or five and sometimes more. Sometimes I'm in the mood to write a lot more, but then I just dump what's in my mind. And what I find is that it'd be easy to complain a lot, but about 80% of it is positive and new ideas, which I was surprised to find out. So I'm learning from Perry Marshall. Then there's this guy named Brian Page. He's kind of an Airbnb guru. And he, he sent an email uh, today, I believe it was, says, what you surround yourself with will determine your direction in life. Whatever your goals are, whether you want to have a successful business, lose a ton of weight and get rock hard abs, or make money to quit your job, retire your family and play golf the rest of your life. You have to surround yourself with the people that push you to be your best. When you surround yourself with the right people, you'll be amazed at what you can achieve. So as we get ready to enter 2024, take a look at your inner circle, your top five people, your, your, your closest in. Is it a full of go-getters who are going to inspire you and motivate you? If not, it's time to make some new friends. I appreciate that. I have another, another guy uh, in my life named Brian Hess. And he often says, let's see, how does it go? Let me remember it right here. We overestimate what we can accomplish in a day, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. 
So we can get a lot done. And I'll get into why stop at a year in a little bit, but we can get a lot done in a year because there's 365 of those days. And don't underestimate what you can do in that many days if you focus some or put things back in front of you. Brendan Burchard, coach of coaches, right? Uh, no, coach amongst coaches. He, he has growth days, got a lot going on out there, a lot of fantastic people on his threads and in his information. He's kind of a feel your way to a better you kind of guy, a little bit more emotionally based. Show up as your best self is one of his mantras. He says, journal, be real, be intentional. Keep getting great input from wherever you can get it. Now, you know me, I think we get most of the best stuff from scripture. And I think he falls a little short on that one. Although I think he goes to scripture also, the Bible for some of his wisdom. I think he does. Or it very much looks like it. I'll put it that way. There's a guy named Carl Bryan, and he is a coach that helps coaches become better coaches. And he said he's kind of a slow roller. He's kind of a proponent of ask for help, find help, be a thinker, and then be that thinker for your clients and your customers. So bring value. He's, he's always talking about bringing value to others. He also likes to engage with humor. I get a daily email from him. Some of the humor is not exactly what I want to be reading every day, but most of it is, most of it is plenty accessible or, or uh, fine. <laughs> but he, I appreciate that he brings humor into the equation because it is important to be positive and, and laugh and have humor in it. And then don't forget, Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins, seems like in the last few years, they've teamed up and they've gone all the way from a tool that I saw Dean use that I like. There is YouTube videos out there on it called the seven levels of why and all the way to walking on hot coals, which I don't really understand that whole one. I haven't dug too deep in it, but the seven levels of why is a really effective way for you to dig in, to figure out what you need to do. How many whys is there behind something to find out your true motivation? If you need more information on that, reach out through DM and me through at Keith L. Calloway through this podcast, and I will help you work through the way the seven levels of why work, or you can just look it up on YouTube. So what do all of those have in common? Well, they're self-reflective. Uh, they dig into what you've done well, sometimes what you've done not so well. They all help you feel, or at least dig a little deeper below the surface and find out what might have motivates you. They all help you look at what you have to shoot for and what you maybe shot for and didn't hit, maybe some targets in your life. And honestly, you can find out what your skills and capacities are by what you've kind of failed at in the past. Not that you need to avoid those all the time because we do need to try to get better. But if we spend time in our, in our zone of genius and our best capacity, then we will be able to make our goals, set goals and make goals better. Here's one more thing. They reflect on people and positive interactions. Not all of them, but most of them have some leaning towards how does what you're doing affect other people, which I think is super important to remember. But here's something else they all, almost all of them have in common, except for probably the Ziegler one and uh, John Maxwell, is that they seem a little self-absorbed. They focus so much on self and what I'm getting out of life that I think we, sometimes we need to broaden the picture because if we're a person that 
are on this earth to energize and teach and train and, and enhance and coach other people, then we need to actually understand where we fit well in that zone to be able to, to enhance that thing in ourselves and be our highest and greatest. And we do that by checking out our interactions with other people and our own inhibitions and our own uh, lack of motivations in certain areas, but highly motivated in other areas. Or are we a little bit more or less uh, uh, introverted or, or extroverted? Wh which are we and how are we going to work that out? And how, and how much do we need to push in to be one or the other that maybe we're not as much as we should be at the moment or could be? Should be is a statement that we shouldn't use much, but we need to push into what we could be often that can give us the pathway to that higher and greater. So what's missing in some of these things that we've read and talked about so far? What I think is missing is, is kind of making the space for the little wins, the small acts of kindness or service. There's a very famous commencement address by an admiral in the Navy. And he talks about, talks to that group about making their bed. And you get that one small win. And I think it's more important than we give it credit for. So often we need to hone our, I like to stay flexible in my life, but I need to hone my morning routine down to a couple of things that if I do these things, then I'm on the winning track. I, it's not losses, it's wins. And I'm, I'm filling my days with the L and I'm sorry, with W's, not L's. I'm, I'm trying to avoid the L's, the losses in my day and trying to gain more wins. And the more routines I have that are positive for me and those around me, the more I get that. I think that some of those miss that piece a little bit. So you can get a lot of wins in 365 days, especially if you fashion five to 10 a day into your day. Like if you stop for lunch within 1230 and one, and you consider that a win, you know, that's not only good for you, it's good for the people around you. And anyway, it, if that's what you decide is your win, then you've got, you've got about 300 of those probably that you could stack up that year in the year of 2024. The other thing that it's missing, I think a little bit is a long-term plan. When we look at 2024, I believe hundred percent that I should be looking at a certain number of years. For me, it's as many as 20 to 25 years because I'm looking at legacy and some things uh, out in my family wondering if I will get to meet my fourth generation and my fifth generation. And if I stay healthy, perhaps I can. That's not completely up to me. It's up to God and what he's got planned for me. And yet I can stay in shape today with the idea that I may live another 25 years to meet my fifth generation. And I live in intention with that in mind so that I am putting together my my values and my life and my finances and the opportunity that I have for my great grandkids and great, great grandkids. And I get to decide some of that today. So I think that's where some of this is missing on to 2024 goals. They're important, but they stop, they stop too many years short because some of my 2024 goals should match what my 10 year plan, my 20 year plan, in my case, 25 year plan. They should match that. And I should start working on those today. For instance, I've become a runner in the last 
a runner, I put that in quotes, not a fast runner, but a runner in the last three years. I ran a marathon and I'm going to do some other events. I plan on doing other events this year. If my body, yeah, I've got a small injury right now. If my body heals, then I'll plan on doing other events. Well, those things put my heart and lungs in a position to live that long. I think that 2024 is not long enough to look out to see that really ignited. Then I think is important. Another thing that's missing is to look at what is our highest and greatest. And again, it's not just for us because that's self-absorbed, but why did God put you on this earth? What did he do in you? What's he making you to be so that you can, so that you can have greatness so that you can accomplish, do greatness and have that greatness uh, uh, as you move forward, like Zig Ziglar talked about, is that let's be something. So we have to work today on the character sides of our heart and our being and what's the most important values with us. And then we work on that, maybe even daily, but certainly weekly, read the right books, read the Bible often, read other things that are helping us understand uh, wisdom, wherever it's coming from, because the ultimate wisdom is scripture, but sometimes those perspectives help. So something else that's, uh, that is, is missing, that is kind of off a little bit, is that often one-year goals can be a bit of an idol, where we get distracted by the goal being what we think is the huge thing, the thing we're trying to accomplish. And you listen to those words in that sentence the things we are trying to accomplish, it's actually selfish. The things that we need to accomplish might be actually a little different if we, if we twist the way we think about it and instead consider what do I need to be by the end of the year? What kinds of things do I need to do to engage deeply in why God has me on this planet? And then what can I do today? tomorrow, next week, next month, in the next quarter to enhance that? What books do I need to read? What things, do, what podcasts do I need to listen to? Who do I need to meet? I am making a habit these days of trying to figure out who knows people that I may need to meet in life. And it's starting to work. And it's very encouraging that uh, I display things to people about my character and my values. And they hook me up with people that they think are similar or that can push me or pull me forward. It's really exciting, actually. So I, I really think that everybody should be doing that. What's missing also is just a general wisdom. Reflection alone doesn't give wisdom. But really understanding oneself is, is part of the wisdom, of course. And then understanding, again, I go back to these, and they kind of fit in a package. Why are we here? That's a piece of wisdom, too. Why are you on this earth? And then dig into where you fall a little short of why you think you're here. And again, it's a process of figuring that out. But the idea is to, is to understand yourself better and understand the God that made you and why you're on this earth. So those are the things I think that are missing in, in most of the gurus that talk about goal setting. But we talk a minute about the tool that I often use. It's the smart method. It's easy. When you set a goal. There needs to be, if it's a character goal that you're trying to improve on, there's a limited number of ways that you can measure that. Although if I'm trying to work on um, my perspective on 
giving, let's say, or, or being a generous philanthropy, then there are several books out there that I could read. I could leave, read one a month. And this is how I might fashion that goal throughout a 12 month period is I, it's the smart, smart er method, which is, is it specific? So I make, in that case, I'd make uh, a goal out of, out of reading a book a month or a book every two months. Cause I kind of read slow, but I want to take it all in. So for me, it would probably be a book every two months. And then is it measurable? Well, I can measure how many books I read in that month or that two months. Is it challenging, but attainable for me? Certain books would be very, very challenging. So six books in a year on a subject would be challenging. I suggest you consider that. And then is it relevant to your life and values? That's super important. It speaks into motivation and the why. Very important to consider that. And then timely, like when am I going to read? When am I going to, like the micro goals of when I'm going to finish the book? If I try to read it in the last week, of every one of those too much sections, I'll get less out of it. So I need to, I need to string it out over that whole two month period. And what time of day or what time of week will I spend an hour or two or each day, 15 minutes? It's up to you how you fashion it. Uh, and I have not honestly come to a great rhythm on that because I'm not actually much of a reader, although I've been enjoying reading more. So. That's why I'm bringing it up. It's kind of, well, kind of one of the ways that I need to enhance my own goals. And then under the SMART method, there's ER, which is just what's your excitement level. It's good to just gauge it to see where you're at. I've had some people do goal setting with me and they said, well, I'm at a five. And I said, well, why are you at a five and not an eight? They say, well, I really don't want to do it. They say, okay, let's dig into that a minute. Well, if you don't want to do it, then why are you doing it? And then it goes back to that seven levels of why, because, oh, Perhaps it was, they want to be a great father and they didn't have a great father. Well, that I want to be a great father. Yes, but I'm motivated to do it at a five because I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. And so part of it is just discovery, figuring out what to do exactly. And then the R of smarter is, is it possible that you could fail? And I like that one because I want to see the negative side. I want to see the consequence side as I'm going into something so that I can understand how important it is to pull it off, to go in and work hard at it. So that's the, some of the method I use for myself and the people at work. So let me give an example of a goal that I had this last year that, that I, I failed at. Is it in my business? Uh, we now have 50 people. I've been sales director for a number of years and I wanted to hire that position out to someone else. And I put together what I thought was a good job description. And we hired somebody that fit the job description, 80, 85%, maybe 86 would use as we did an assessment. And that's what it ended up being. But what we found out is that there wasn't not enough mechanisms for accountability surrounding the job description. And within the accountability that I was supposed to create. And because of that, some things happened that diverted this person and they went off the wrong, kind of on a tangent and it created a lack of momentum and we couldn't get the momentum back. And some other circumstances regarding the economy and other things happened and it just, it just kind of fell apart and I had to let them go. And it, that was frustrating. For me, not because I'd let him go as much as that I, I failed him. I didn't set him up for failure. 
And I should have done a better job of understanding what we as an organization in my company needed and how we would set up the accountability and then how then he would have mechanisms for holding others accountable. And then we would just, through the accountability that I held for him, we'd know that it was getting done and that the right activities were happening within that job description. So that's one thing I blew and I'm embarrassed by it. I didn't like it. I'm sad by it. And yet I'm living now back in that position, living above my capacity because I need to understand completely what do we need. Now, I don't think that naturally in that position, I'm better than 70 or 75% of what that position actually needs. But right now I'm living 85 or 90. I'm pushing really hard. I'm thinking deeply. I'm, I'm getting actually coaching. I'm reading things that are often about that subject. I'm listening, listening to podcasts and I'm learning more than ever about that, but I know it's not sustainable because I don't think I'm natural in it, but I have to, I have to push high so that I can understand exactly what we need. So one of my 2024 goals is to rehire that position. Now it's a redo from 2023, but I have much more intention about how I'm going to do it. I've run it through the smart method where there's more specific metrics and these kinds of things. And, and I think I'm going to do the, the, the hire of the new position or much more justice this next year. So we'll find out about that, but that's how you set a goal. Now let's break it down real quick. Back to the name of the podcast, Greatness from Small Beginnings. It's okay to be in a small place. It's okay to be in a smaller place than you want to be, or that you think you should be, or that you think you could be by God's design of your life and your nature. But in the next few weeks, it's not about New Year's resolutions. It's about setting goals that literally you write down daily that you scratch down somewhere or you put them on the screensaver of your phone so that when they come up the hundred times every day that you open your phone, you see your goals there, then they're on your mind all the time. That's the best advice I can give you is to keep them in front of you at least daily so that when something strikes your fancy, you say, well, I want to do this or have that, or I want to buy this. I want to do this vacation with my family. Maybe it's a vacation and you have a certain spot in mind and then you see an advertisement, you check it out because you have a goal of taking your family to that place. And you go check it out and you see if it's the kind of deal that you can afford. You go look at the timing, you, you go check it out. If you didn't have that goal and you just said, well, I'd like to take my family to such and so, you may never open it and look deeper. But when you have a goal that you're looking at every day, you will look deeper because it's on your mind. It's at top of your mind. So that's what I suggest with goal setting, and that will drive you towards greatness this year. And more importantly, to a greatness that'll take you to where you need to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, or 20, in my case, 25, as, I, as I'm looking out at legacy. Now, the way I always end this podcast is, and I'm sure you will, by doing good goal setting this year is now go be great. <laughs>